You're listening to another edition of Absolutely Nothing Going On. It's your host here, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. If you enjoy the show today, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, or review. You can catch me outside on Instagram at Richardometry, on Twitter at Richardography, and steady every day at angopodcast at gmail.com. Music for this segment produced by Taketones.com. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's start the show. Hey there, scrapbookers. It's your boy, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord, and I have absolutely nothing going on. (laughs) I'm here at the Gay Rage Studios, coming to you uh, live as can be, and in color, of course. I am excited about this episode, okay? Manny came over the other night, and as promised, I'm delivering you an inside scoop, sit down, chat with the man, E himself, the Manny himself, uh, from Henrietta. And uh, him and I go way, 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 way back. We've known each other a long time. So uh, I came up kind of in bands, started playing in bands, and he was a few years younger than me and, of course, followed suit. And, uh, of course, in true Manny fashion, did it better than better than I did. <laughs> did it way better than I did. He uh, He's definitely way more of an artiste you know, than I am. So, um, so yeah. So, but anyway, this chat is really, really good. I know it's a bit lengthy, but we get through it at a uh, pretty good clip. There are great stories from the road and at home, (laughs) uh, past members, um, of course, what comes next, uh, all those sorts of things. So make sure you stay tuned, uh, or fast forward to it. I don't give a shit. Uh, this is your experience. So, uh, I'm just here to play a fool and you can do whatever you will. So <laughs> that's the day and age that we live in. <clears throat> anyway, I digress. 420, the show. Okay, this past Friday. I didn't I know I wanted to get this episode up before that, but after I was started into editing it, I was like, I want to make this as good as I possibly can. So uh this show was great. It was awesome. There were a lot of people there. Of course, I met some new faces. I met some old faces, some people I hadn't seen in quite a while. Uh, so that was a surprise and also uh, very nice. So good to see them. Uh, a couple of people came up and said, my script has flipped. <laughs> so didn't really uh, break the bank there. Don't have to worry. Uh, Worry yourself too much. I'm not in the poorhouse just yet. Uh, working my way there. Just trying to dig a hole. Yeah, so I hung out by the merch table for uh, most of the night just uh, so that they could go socialize and, uh, you know, I could get some sales for them and, and uh, let them do their thing because uh, it was their show. So, <laughs> But also sneaky uh, secondary ulterior motive was uh, because I was doing my co-opted, unsponsored, unlicensed, uh, and probably unlawful event, (laughs) live event that I was doing out there that night, uh, which just consisted of me taking my, uh, USB microphone along and getting, uh, two question little table side street side interviews with, uh, uh, just a few folks, few fans that were there struck up conversation and, um, and yeah, so obviously I was locked and loaded and I got a few fun <laughs> little bits and uh, I'll play those at the end uh, with the uh, closing song. 
But uh, right after this, here, what you're about to hear is Henrietta's latest release, top bill, title track, Paper Wings. Okay? That's coming up now. Then, uh, then of course, the chat with Manny. And then, uh, and then you'll hear from me again just for a minute. And, uh, of course, the interviews. Classic. So, <laughs> some of them were a little more <laughs> inebriated than uh, some others. But... It was uh, uh, pretty good. It was pretty good. So stick around for that. Yeah. As always, thank you guys for listening.
check, check. Hey, Eddie, Eddie, check. Hey, hey. I already told uh, my listeners that you were gonna come by and do the do this thing, so we got to do it now. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, man. That's All right. Way. So this Friday, four twenty. Did y'all pick that on purpose? Were you kind of like, no? It kind of like <laughs> it just like came up. Okay. We're like, yeah, four twenty. We'll do it. On yeah, four twenty. Yeah, I was telling my listeners, I already have this thing. I'm pretending to do a live event, right? Or I'm like, I keep on saying, I hit, no, 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 at the show. Oh, okay. Or I said, I'm going to the show. I'm in no way affiliated with Will's Pub or this show. <laughs> I have to say that at first. I'm not doing a live event in conjunction with anything. I'm just going to be there. So I told my listeners, okay, and this is a deal that, all, that goes away as soon as the show's over, right? It, which is the last episode that I, that I did, it was a Scratchy Mania with me and my dad. And the intro to it, I did, I kept talking about how my script has flipped, where when I first started doing this podcast, I was sitting in my car a lot of times late at night, because it's the only place that's not echoing through the whole house and waking my fucking baby up and everything. So I would just sit in the car and holler for, you know, half an hour or whatever. But I would always be up till like three fucking o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, and I got to wake up at seven 730 at the very, very latest to be able to get to work. So I was getting, I was being late to work and all that sort of stuff. But somewhere in the past couple of weeks, I just started waking up between four and 5 a.m. most days. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just do my shit at four o'clock in the morning the, on the other end. You know, by then I've already slept. So I'll just stay up. It's only three hours and three and a half hours and then I can leave for work. So my script has flipped was the phrase. And if anyone comes up to me at the show, and then you're excluded, y'all are excluded from this now because you're hearing it, you're hearing it now, and I know that at least you'll be there, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah buy me a beer, you know. <laughs> the thing is, is if if anyone's listening to this and they come to the show, they buy tickets like a you know like a real true American and come to the <laughs> show, and they can find me, then if they know who I am, I said find a picture of me or whatever, come up and say to me my script has flipped and I'll buy them a beer. I'm going to buy a whole beer of their choosing. Okay. Word. So I don't know if it's going to be no one or like a hundred people and I'm just gonna have to eat it, but that's a guarantee I've made. Dude, this show is going to be booze central. I have a feeling it's going to be crazy. I'm thinking of Ubering. Are you going to be working that night? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to call you ass up. Be like, hey. I mean, at least after the show, we're probably because my, my <clears throat> a friend of mine, he plays drums in the band that's opening mm-hmm. called Eastern Medicine. He's a he's he works for like Diageo Liquors, like Diageo. Does Will's have liquor now? Yeah. Oh, it's one of his accounts. So he like he works for like. When did that happen? Diageo, I remember a long time ago, like they a didn't. couple years ago. Okay, yeah. But he works for he works for Diageo, which is like a liquor distributor that owns like. They own like Kettle One and Captain Morgan. Oh Tanker shit! Ray. I love Kettle One. They uh, they own um, Bullet Bullet uh, Bourbon. Bullet's good. So he's just he does like marketing and and advertising for them. So yeah. So what he does is he goes and like he'll you know set up drink specials and do all this stuff. But he's doing that at the show. So there'll be like nice drink specials with his brands and all this stuff. Oh yeah. Well, you got a drink special here too. 
you just got to find yeah, me right. and say my script is flipped. I'll and, say that uh, all night, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're going to be up on stage and be like, this asshole over here. Just run up to him and say my script <laughs> yeah, is flipped right. right now. Everybody go do it. And I'll be like, fuck. No, they have to be true listeners, no, okay? No, no, no. No, just kidding. No one listens to this anyway. I don't expect anyone to say well, that. But I don't I, think anyone that lives but, here. Viv's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But, He's uh, going to be at work. Oh, this is, well, you said you said you go on at 11, right? We, yeah, well, probably 11, yeah, around 11. So if I can get out of work at like 10.30, yeah, I'll be there. Nice. Well, I'll buy you a beer if you come up and say that. But just don't like drag like four bitches along. But and be like, he also yeah, their scripts flip too. <laughs> but uh, he told me he's like, hey, every- <laughs> I'm buying drinks for your fucking entourage. Okay. He told me that every band's getting their own drink special, and then every band's getting their own like bottle of whatever. They nice. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have a bottle. These are the perks. If you're out there, start a band. Do it for ten years just so you can get a free bottle Dude, of liquor. <laughs> The the nicest hookup we ever got was in Atlanta at the Masquerade. Masquerade. Yeah, before they switched locations, and we played the show to like maybe, like maybe twenty people mm-hmm. at this huge venue, and they got us like pizza. We're chilling backstage. They got us like flats of beers. Wait, was it this huge they room? This huge room with like several projectors on the wall, up on the wall, no, and like the a stage masquerade, way back in the corner, big yeah, stage, but no, back in the Masquerade corner. was like. It was like this big building that had like, it was like there were levels to it, and so like the first like the first floor was a stage, uh-huh. medium sized big stage, mm-hmm. and then it was called like a hell, and then there was like purgatory right in the middle, and then like the top level, the third level was yeah. called heaven, and it was like another big stage. Yeah, we played to like the smallest one. Okay, and they got us like a bunch of beers and like a bunch of pizza. Yeah, they gave us like a bunch of money. Nice. It was dope. Wow. And we played like 20 people. Yeah, we played to like two people who were watching television instead of watching us play in Atlanta. I've been there. But the guy that worked there actually, like the, one of the bartenders, actually let us stay at his place afterwards, which was this dope apartment. I won't say a loft, but it was like brick walls, open floor plan, had a loft that he slept in, that sort of thing in downtown Atlanta. I was like, damn. Nice. I was like, do do you make enough money to do this from that room we were just in? Because we played hell we no. played in the masquerade again. What else do you do? How much coke yeah. do you sell on the fucking side, man? There's no way. We we played the masquerade again last year around March and it was a new location, but they still kinda had the same setup. Mm-hmm. And Simple Plan was playing like the big stage. Nice. And we were playing like the smaller stage the night before, like separate rooms. Mm-hmm. And um it's funny because I ran into a buddy of mine from high school that was playing drums for the band that was opening up for Simple Plan. It was like super random. Huh. And they had like, we pulled up in our old beat up van and they had these giant tents covering their tour buses. What? Yeah. Like, okay. They parked the buses under this giant fucking tent. Oh. And um, they had two tour buses and like tables out with drinks and food and shit and they're just hanging out huh and we pull up in this raggedy ass fucking old beat up van and you know like the backstage like um the stage hands or whatever will like help you unload and Mm -hmm. all that stuff and yeah we pull up and uh they're helping us unload and it was like get our fucking gear out of the van and it's like all this like like weird configured like tetris tour fucking configuration 
And oh, yeah, had, stuffed up in the back of the van. Exactly. And they had, yeah. like, these shopping carts that they used to transfer gear. And we're, like, loading, like, you know, cymbal stands on them and shit. And <laughs> it was so funny, like, just to see the contrast of that. Yeah. But they treated us right. We were playing with um, this band called Envy on the Coast. It's, like, early 2000s emo band that was making a comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, the green room was decked out, a bunch of beers, all, like, bottles of whiskey. And I remember... After we played, I went backstage and just started going in on the fucking Jameson. Nice. I killed off like maybe half a bottle by myself. Nice. I was got wrecked before the show was even over. <laughs> and I was like fucking Flipped around. Flipped your script, huh? Yeah, dude. Hard. <laughs> and I was fucking around with the guys and we're, they had like snacks and stuff back there. And I was just like smearing hummus all over my face. <laughs> Like being a total asshole. Nice. Like passing out on the couch. I'm like, yeah, I'm super drunk. I thought to myself, and I was like, all right, what I, a should, <laughs> I should I should get the <laughs> fuck out of here before all the other bands come in here. Otherwise, I'll make everybody look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so I like left. I went into the van that's parked in the alleyway, and I like laid down in the van and just like fell asleep, and like woke up to everybody getting in there. But it was a fun show. Nice. For sure, it was a fun show. This we, was in Atlanta. Atlanta. And then we played. Yeah. We played the social the next day here in Orlando. Nice. Yeah, the, the good thing. old social, dude. <clears throat> dude. Social's a weird place to play at. Yeah. Especially if you're opening because you're like backlining everything, and the stage isn't really wide. It's real long. Yeah, but it's thin. Yeah. Yeah, it's like real so, thin. So when it, everyone else's gear is behind you, you're like right. You're like you're shoved like, up against. You're the about fucking, to fall off the stage. Yeah, yeah. your toes are like slipping off but the that. sound's always great yeah it sounds always great and it's a it's a great room yeah i always liked it i always like the social anyway um okay so yeah so we talked about this show coming up I'm gonna get some drink specials some cool things what uh i okay so i was looking at the thing on social media and it's got all the dudes face on it are all the dudes gonna be there or is no. it just kind of a tribute picture no that that was that was a an idea that i had um that that was like that's all the like the core members that have been in the band in right the, in the last 10 years mm-hmm. um and i went up to the to this artist friend of mine that did um our last release the cover for our last release called paper wings mm-hmm. he's a great like artist and really good at like illustrations and shit so i gave him uh i gave him like photos of everybody in the band you know there's like two people that I excluded like early on like bass players that you know just right didn't really have an effect people just come in and out yeah sometimes um, so if you're going for 10 years you can't expect to be all the same dudes like yeah, after you after you make it big, even bands that make it big, yeah, for sure, still go well, through I mean, a couple of members even after the fact. But yeah, he did a great job. I gave him like just pretty much mug shots of everybody that would you know that I thought should be on the cover, and um, he, yeah, he fucking did his thing. It looks great. Yeah, no, really that excited. did that did look really good. I was like, it's oh probably shit, like the best this cover is like we've a, ever had. this is like a best of album cover. Or pretty much, yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just like people's like. I was expecting. See, when I saw that, though, I was expecting that like all those dudes would be up there, like take a song or something. Oh you know? no, like, no! Like it's so weird because everybody get. Up I, and I don't sing even the talk. To, I don't anthem. even talk to like, you know, a few of them. Like it's just one sure. of those things, you know. Not say anything about the cover. 
No, I saw him briefly. He was just like, oh, it's cool, whatever. Um, he might be at the show, but yeah, definitely. It's just going to be four of us up there. Have you have you stayed pretty good, you know, like at least friends with everybody that's been in the band? Or has there been um, some guys that are like, no, fuck that guy? Well, I mean, Matt and I had a falling out um, just because of personal reasons. Little but, Matt? Little um, Matt? You know, he and I were pretty close for a few years, but things happened and yeah had a fallen out and that's kind of what led him to leave the band but um i see him from time to time and it's just like hey what's up you know whatever it's yeah. you know it's it's cordial it's cool but the uh the few other dudes i like rarely talk to alex one of the like the first one of the first drummers yeah the first drummer the first like he was the first yeah nice the other guy that started the band with me um he has two kids, and you know he's a firefighter yeah. and shit. So I can't like. He's a firefighter. Guy? Yeah, he's an EMT. Damn, he's son. an EMT and a firefighter doing something for himself. Yeah, dude. Not it's, just sneaking out of heavy. girls' windows with shit all over your dick. Oh my god, <laughs> that's totally a story. Uh, that's another. That's a whole other podcast. That's right totally there. a story. You need to call him up and get him in oh here. Oh my god, dude. Uh, we totally we'll talk do about that. that story. Oh my god, he's so crazy. I'm sure he's got. He could. He could like Coco Diaz stories. Oh like my chain, god, da, like chain smoke stories. But the thing is that I have to tell most of them for him. The guy him. is fucking crazy. I have to tell most of them for him because he was so fucked up. <laughs> like some of them that, yeah. not most of them that I was. I was there. You know what he would do? He would go out and like rage and get fucked up, and then come over and like call me up at like four o'clock in the morning and be like, "Hey, I'm coming over at my house. I'm gonna be asleep." Like at my parents' house, back when we lived on Sheringham, yeah, and we just come over at like four a.m. Somebody wow. would just drop him off. This one time, this girl, your problem, dude. This one, <laughs> oh my god, dude. This one time, he was at this party, and this girl was like um, trying to like take him home or whatever, trying to fuck him, mm-hmm. and because uh, Alex was you know a little scene prince and mm-hmm. all the girls wanted to oh, be his dick. I remember. Um, so. He, she, I get a phone call from his phone and this girl like is calling me from his phone saying, Hey, I'm with Alex. And he keeps telling me that, you know, to take him to your house. Um, I don't know where you live, like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, put him on the phone. And I was, and he, she put him on the phone and he was like, uh, I was like, all right, (laughs) dude, seriously. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what this is. Who is this? (laughs) Yeah, and I, was, and I was like, okay, I live over here or whatever. They were in Winter Park, and they drove all the way to Pine Hills. Jeez. No, 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 no. Correction. They were in Winter Park at this house party. Uh-huh. She was almost Narcoosey, like all the way oh, near, on the wow. opposite side of town, like 30 miles. Why did they go out there? Across town, because that's where she lived. Oh, yeah, she and she was, was trying to get some she was trying to get, She was trying to get some, some dick. Yeah. And she was all the way out there, and that's when Alex was like, no, 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 take me to Manny's. <laughs> Like a drunken idiot. Change midstream, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And she called me and drove from Narcoosey, like all the way in Lake Nona almost. Wow. Back to P. Hills. Drove to fucking Pine Hills to my house. Yeah. And then when they got to my house, Alex was like, I need to go get my car. And I was like, fuck. So I got in this car. Ugh. I got in the car with them. And I remember we were like going down Silver Shark. You know, the, 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 these are the glory days before like oh rideshare where exactly you just had to leave your car. This is like 2000, 2008. And hope you remember where it was. <laughs> do you, do you know hope the, they didn't get towed before you know the McDonald's right on Silver up. Star? Right, right by Hardee's? 
Silver Charm Pine Hills. Yeah, yeah, right down there. Uh, so we were yeah. leaving my house, and Alex is like, I have to pee, I have to pee. She pulls over between the McDonald's and the, the auto parts store right there. Mm-hmm. And there's that a dip. Side street. There's a dip. Like, here's the McDonald's, like, parking lot and, mm-hmm. like, entrance and shit. And there's a, there's a ditch. And it goes down a little bit. And then there's the building for the auto parts store. Right, well, he yeah. was pissing right on the edge of the ditch and then stumbled over <laughs> the ditch and then, like, just ran ran towards the auto parts store, like the side of it, yeah. with his dick out, pissing, and then hit his head on the wall. Oh my god! Just like, and I just see I'm in the car, and I see him like stumble over, run down, shuffle, shuffle, hit down. his head. I see him hit his head, and then like collapse on the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck! I I get out, I grab him, and put him in the car. Whatever. This guy's a EMT now. Uh, he's uh, with this, two kids. Yeah. The safety of your life and two children's lives are in this oh guy's hands. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's great. Yeah, obviously, you obviously can't get to EMT, yeah, yeah. even no, from firefighter without being good. He's so. a smart. He's a super smart dude, but yeah. he partied so hard. So yeah. okay, so I get him back in the car, and then we get to Winter Park, and I get in his car and I drive his car with him back to my house. This is like it took like two hours to do oh, this yeah. whole like thing, but that was. That was Alex. He would call me in the middle of the night. Yeah. He would stay over at my good, house. Like, good man. friend, man. You're a good friend. Oh, yeah. Like he would he would do a fuck ton of mushrooms and then come over to my nice. house like mad late. Yeah. And I'd be like like be I'd just be up playing video games. And he'd and be he like, would, Can I just watch you? He for would him, yeah, man? he would pass out on in the Ooh. couch in my room. And I and that's when we had the cat, Lola. And the cat would get in between the cushions, like under the couch. And would swat at him, like laying <laughs> in the couch while he was like fucked up on mushrooms, and he would freak out. Wow! He'd be like, "What the fuck? There's a monster in your couch." <laughs> nice. But, yeah, dude. We used to practice in my house. I've a been lot. there. I've been to that level. Monsters in the couch. Yeah, I I saw him maybe a month ago, but he's doing all right. He's got a city girlfriend after a divorce, and nice. she seems like a sweetheart. Yeah, man, like most of the people that were in that band, I don't really talk to anymore, you know? Yeah. Do you think that after this, after Henrietta is no more, that the guys that are in it now, will you still maintain with them or? Yeah, sure. Because, I mean. Like, it's a different dynamic when you end a band yeah. than when you kick so have to Because, I mean, there's, there, there's some of my best or friends. Or somebody leaves the band. Like, the three guys that are in it now are some of my, my best friends, if sure. not my best friends. And, you know, we don't. I mean, when you get to your late 20s, you don't really talk to anyone because everybody's, like, working and doing their mm-hmm. own thing. And nobody, like, really goes out that much anymore. It's not like in your early 20s when you're like, I just hit 21. I'm going to party it up. Right. And, you know, all my friends I'm are I'm going to fucking over. piss and run down into a ditch exactly. and headbutt a wall. You know? Um, get it out before you got to fucking be a firefighter. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Just no, get it out of the way. Did. Run into a few Dude. walls. Pit, fall down pissing in the, a ditch. I, there's so many stories of me and Alex. Oh man, I know. I I was there for a couple of them. You know. Oh my god, at you least. have no idea though. Like, but not the good ones, not the real good ones. We used to stay over at this girl's house, uh-huh. and we just get fucked up at this girl's house. It was like the party house, like the hangout house. Uh-huh. And um, her dad was like a huge, like this big old fucking redneck dude. Like, don't fuck with this guy. And we, he would he was never around because he was like a meth addict. Oh, one, okay. one night we're all like after like getting super ripped we're like all passing out and he like fucking kool-aid his way into the house like busted <laughs> the front door open like high, high as meth. fuck on meth wow and like throwing shit and alex was like got up immediately went to the kitchen got like the biggest knife he could find 
<laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, right? You just go ahead and dip this out. Is That's like the time the to leave. The sun was coming up. You know, the sun was about That's to That's how you up. know, fight or flight. He goes and grabs the, that He was, he was oh, a fight, dude. not a yeah, flight. Yeah, he was definitely a fight. And I like, I was like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. And we got in his car. And uh, drove. You're gonna fight somebody on meth with a knife. Yeah, right. We drove down. We drove down the street to this Walmart parking lot, and like slept in this parking lot for like two hours, Uh and then went back to his house. He's like, "We can't go back to my house right now because my parents will wake up because the (laughs) the alarm system will wake him up or whatever." Uh, Dude, there's so many stories like that with Alex. Yeah, just sketchy as fuck. (laughs) Like just doing sketchy shit. What was that? How that house that used to have all the banging house parties like the trails or crossroads the trails did you ever go there i never got to go to the trails but i heard so many stories not just from you but from other people in the scene dude so it was this house that like these kids it was in winter park like what year what year 2009 through 2011 maybe so like after the band had formed yeah yeah yeah. which we we talked about that the other night we played there i'll make it to the thing yeah we, we were fucked up but yeah we played there we played there and it was yeah. like so this house was like in in Winter Park, like in the city. It's no more, right? No, definitely. The not. Thing's but right. it was like on a street, but you had to go down like a dirt road a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it was like secluded into the woods a little bit. Yeah. And these kids had built out it's called the trails because these kids had built out dirt trails like they would run BMX. They'd uh-huh. do a bunch of BMX on there. Yeah. And uh they all lived there and like it was like a homeless it was like a squatter's house. So like they weren't even supposed to live there or something? No, they they somebody had a lease or something, but the house was like just in like shambles. tons of people live there. It was like four or five dudes. Dude, this house was the kind of house that you would it was like the punk house that you would go to yeah. and like hang out. I and think I think most or at least anybody who's been in bands, there's a house. But this was like the the like essence of like a fucking shitty punk house like the yeah. quintessential yeah. shitty punk house like one time i was over there and they used to have like bonfires in the backyard uh-huh. and they had like a bunch of random shit and one time somebody drove a shitty car over the bonfire and they set the car on fire <laughs> like that was this house everybody was doing fucking blow like wow i used to go there with alex just to hang out yeah because alex like would like to hang out there i'm like i would be so sketched out <laughs> Like, just, like, these fucked up couches and, like, spray paint on the walls, dirty-ass floors. Like, we played a show there, or short, no, definitely one show there. Then it was, like, super nasty, like, it was just grungy as fuck, and they had, like, this blog, or... um, Kind of like this Tumblr, like a Zanga or whatever. Zanga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that a was, throwback right it there. It was called Here for Kicks, and one of the guys was like a photographer or something, and would like document like all the shit that went in this house, and there was like parties of people like peeing on people like while they were in the bathtub as a joke. Some straight and, up like, P. Diddy. Dude, <laughs> just the craziest shit. Wow. And Alex would go there and do like fucking blow. Yeah. I would like get high because like, we just smoke a little bit of weed and i would get like super high and like be super awkward uncomfortable like i want to get the <laughs> fuck out of here see that's probably what scarred you in the first place the thing i hate the most is when somebody who doesn't smoke weed you convince them to smoke weed with you just to chill and then either they do way too much or something happens and they start freaking out and then you know you're just like god damn it they're gonna have a bad experience you know which on the median, smoking weed is not a bad experience. It's but, a good experience. But that was like... Too but much. that's, you know, you go out to someplace like the trails and smoke weed, I can imagine it would be... 
You'd be it's funny because I mind. see like those guys are all like doing their own shit now. They're like all I know one of them barbacks at a bar that I go to, Little Indies. Oh yeah. Yeah, he like he's he's there all the time and he, you know Which is right next to Will's pub. There you go. That's, yeah. So Yeah. Little segue. I well but yeah, man. No, like, back. Henrietta was a good it, it was really cathartic. You what know? did you want to do? Wait, what was cathartic? The, just going through the experience of being in a band and writing all the stuff that we wrote and going yeah. out and touring. It was like a it was like a something that I needed to do, something that I needed to get out, you know. Sure, get the poison out. That's yeah. what I call it on this, you know, cuz I'm a talker. So yeah. like podcasting is It wasn't much of the it was it, it, it was like getting the poison like something that I had to like work through or anything. It was it's just an like, outlet. It's a creative outlet. Yeah, it was just like it was it was a, it was a good tool, you know, of like Yeah. just kind of dumping all of my shit into yeah. one median especially just, playing shows i know was always a great way to just if you're fucking pissed off about something or whatever yeah. i mean we were probably a lot i don't know i've seen y'all shows you're pretty high energy you know like yeah. we, we were rock and roll slash metal kind of thing but like i get that totally like you go to a show there could be other stuff going on or whatever but like you get on stage and you fucking just rip it out you know you just you play your songs and you know what all goes into them what all they mean to you yeah and you just fucking push that out no it was definitely like something that i felt really helped me kind of develop an identity and just 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 a a, kind of like a means to an end you know there's like a lot of i mean just like anyone else that you know is going through adolescence and just has like a lot of stuff that they want to like sure purge, you know? Cause, okay. So like I said, I keep saying we talked about this the other night. It may or may not ever make it to light. Yeah. But how old were you and what year was this started? Did you start? I was, this? I was, this was summer after graduation. Okay. So, like, so you were about like July, July of 28. 28 or uh, 20. 2008. <laughs> July of 28, you know, back in the roaring 20s. <laughs> um, yeah, July of uh, 2008. That's when we started it, me and yeah. Alex. And it was just was like your... bullshit. We would just like pack all our shit in his Corolla and like go and play like random ass spots in yeah. town. Um, until we got like our own van, 2012, and Alex wasn't even in the band anymore. Yeah. And then we started hitting the road pretty heavy. When you first started this band, did you have any sort of like plan for it? Did you want to go somewhere with it? Or yeah. did you just want to fucking play and just do whatever? It was a mixture of it, both. There was definitely like a plan of like, okay, we want to like, especially when we started touring, it was at the, at the beginning of it. You're like, oh, I just want to get on the road and play music and hang with my friends. But, you know, it was at, at a certain point it hit like, okay, I want to do this for real. I want to like play tours and make money and, you know, support yeah. myself by playing music and uh you know make records and do that shit to a certain point you know you kind of start leveling with yourself yeah you know like okay um well i set like like a limit like a like a, a timeline you know like if i, I don't do it before, like kind of gold post yeah like if you don't make it through that thing then yeah. you'll just call it or so we played so many shows that it was like <laughs> at, by the end of it we're like what are we doing you know we're still playing like diy shows and going out and doing this yeah. on our own and house parties yeah and shit. exactly so like <laughs> um i think that's why we're ending it because we're getting to the point where it's like okay well you know this had a it, it ran its course like, yeah 
you know, we, we put out good records and we did a lot of stuff that we're super proud of, but sure. you know, it's just time to do other things. It's time to yeah, yeah move on. I mean, uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, you know, I started, I think the first show that I played out with a band, I was either 16 or 17. Yeah. At that point, it's just kind of like, um, you're doing something for fun, but you're listening to bands at the top level at yeah. like the fucking made, not made it. I won't say made it, but you're listening to bands like big bands that yeah. are actually making a living or at least close to it off of yeah. touring and albums and all that sort of thing. So your head's filled with those kind of thoughts. Yeah, like I could, dreams. I could do that, you know, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> hopes and dreams. But you know, in, in to the certain, in a, in a certain sense, we, we did those things. We did things that like big bands did. Sure. You know, we played festivals and did like online sessions and stuff, but it, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, um, I kind of think about it like somebody that like goes to college to play football mm-hmm. and wanted to make it into the NFL. Didn't um, make it into the NFL, but you got a fucking degree. But, but you got, yeah, you got something going on and you do something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, Kind of like where I'm at, you know. I always love playing music and whatever. Sure. And my my personal relationship with music now has changed to where it's like, um, you know, just like picking up a guitar and playing whatever. It's kind of like, um, it's been almost I don't want to say tainted, but it's been like yeah. roped up with like the disillusion of like making it big and all this stuff. So like, yeah, playing now, I it's almost like a disappointment. If that makes any what sense. What do you mean, like playing shows? Playing shows or just playing by myself. Just like, I've done it so many times. I've been here before. Right. So I have to like... You're I feel just like, kind of fucking off at this point. Exactly. It's no longer like... I feel like I have to... You're trying to create. Yeah. You're just kind of fucking around. Yeah. I feel like I have <laughs> to let it breathe and let it yeah. just be its own thing. Do you think that you're going to take some time off after this? I think so. I mean... The the fucked up part is that we wrote like half a whole like we wrote like a whole record almost a whole record a whole another record yeah and yeah. then we decided you been that playing that at shows or are you just we totally used to till October we were playing some of those songs at shows yeah um but um so I have like all this material that I would love to like do something with but um to go to ground zero mm-hmm. and hit the round the ground running again and be like okay like we have to play shows we have to yeah put money down for recording like that the whole logistics of being a band is like right it's just so daunting now you're it's just like, oh. it's tough because like when you're trying to break it you know when you're trying to break into it it's definitely it's like the passion is super the passion is driving you through all the bullshit you know what i'm saying sure yeah it, but then that's why i'm you're writing the high say what i was what I was about to say, which is it's like, it's a young person's game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like bands, I yes feel like no. bands that make it real big, they, they broke when they were before 30. I there are the some bands part. that have been together. Like the um, most part, but there's, there's always outliers where sure. bands have put a record and broken up. And then 10 years later, people are like, this band's oh my amazing. God. Yeah, and yeah, get yeah, back yeah. together. Like, uh, um, what was it? Meshuggah. I love Meshuggah. And they, they were a band for like 26 years before they had it's like, like a big hit, a big like hit playing, album. It's like playing a giant game of jump rope. You're always waiting for your turn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until somebody's like, okay, it's your turn now. Yeah. But uh, if it doesn't happen, you know, like you still, I, I still take away like 
a lot of good memories, a lot of good achievements, you know, things that I did that I'm super proud of. Yeah. Records that I, that I made that, are, that I'm yeah. pretty happy about. Especially like once you lay it down, once it's out there, once yeah. it's published, uh, or at least even just recorded, you know, yeah. there's like this sense of accomplishment, but also it's final, you know, like yeah. I, I felt that way about a lot of the records or, or a lot of the songs that we recorded and put out was that before it's laid down on a track for other people besides the band to listen to and besides like people at shows, it shows a different dynamic. You're talking about like the creation of your music. A show yeah. is a show. You're putting on a show yeah. with this music, okay? But when you're creating an album, everything is just in a state of flux. Yeah. You know, you can tweak and do all kinds of different things. But once it's laid down, that's like having a baby, you know, it's its own thing now. Yeah. It's out there. Anyone else can interact with it. One of my, you know, but it's, you can be proud of it or whatever. But at this point, like you can't, there's no changing it. It is yeah. a final thing. You know, one, it's a real of, tangible thing. One of my biggest things was always like, I felt like I had to do something that was like, will outlast me, you know? Right. Yeah. Everybody what, wants to live forever. Exactly. Whether it be <laughs> on the big scale or small scale. And I felt like I was always trying to achieve it on the on the bigger scale. Like I want it to be like real noticeable and real accessible. Sure. Um but you know, now that I'm a little older, I realize like, well, I mean, you already did it. You know, it's already whatever you made, your art or whatever, it's already yeah. out for the world to see and, and you know, it'd always be part of like the human collective of, you know, right. all this shit. I was just talking with, with my buddy Jordan, you know, Jordan mm -hmm. the other day over text. And he was, he, he started asking me if like, he texted me the other day, the British way. invasion. He loves your music, dude. If yeah. he was here in town, he'd be at that show for sure. Oh man. I miss that guy. Yeah. But he was saying was like British invasion bands doing like, country or blues music appropriation of culture and all that sort of thing. And I was like, when you get into the appropriation of culture, especially as an artist, okay, I think true artists or creative people understand just what I was talking about. That like, if you put something out there for everyone to, to, to listen to, it's like, it's like in science where to observe something is to, uh, alter it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, if you want to study something, you it. yeah, as soon as you're, you change it for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, even though it's, let's say music and you've recorded an album and it's not never going to change every time you listen to it, it's the same song, but the fact that it's out there and anyone else that listens to it, it becomes something different in that human collective. Like sometimes you're talking for the about. worst though. Sometimes it is for the worst. Like, but most, most of the time, of the time. It's, not, it's either neutral or it's good. I'm going to take you know? a piss. You keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking to myself. No, I can hear you, but I'm saying for the listeners. Oh, you're going to go You're gonna go walk out here and take a piss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In the studio with us here today is Manny's brother, Mib. Mibsar, the, the Mibster. I don't. When do you think? Uh, when do you think the last time we saw each other? It, I know it was very brief time, but it had to been, in my recollection, was probably three years ago. It sounds about right. You know. I don't know. I don't know when. It was very brief, I'm sure, but I don't know. It's good to see you, man. It's good seeing you too. Man. Yeah. I know you're far away from the mic, but that will come through. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
It's enough. It'll come through enough. So, what won't come through is Manny out there fucking taking a piss. <laughs> Dude, there's a girl out there, like your neighbor over there. Uh huh. She's like, like laying on her bed looking at her phone. Where? In that top window up there? Yeah. Man, see, I've been looking in that top window for a long time trying to see some hot bitches. There's some girl And I'm there. like, most of the time it's dark or the blinds are closed or whatever. Light's like always on. Well, I can it's see. all I can fucking see, night. I can see her laying in her bed. There she is. She's like on her phone. I think the windows are open. Hey, take your top off. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's probably like 16. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I was... Naked outside. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Adam could tell you that what one better because I was more fucked up. We got like super serious there for a second. We were talking about yeah, yeah, this like Artists. human collective type of thing when you're putting your music out there and that sort of thing. But uh, basically, the question that the question that I wanted to ask you a few minutes ago was. Um, well, I said, did you were you going to take some time off? And you said, probably. You know, you didn't really answer that directly, but yeah, no, I, th- I mean, are are do you have any sort of plan to start something new? We or do, we do have a plan to. You going to keep it the same guys, or is there just a the, couple of yeah, guys? Yeah, the guys or? and I ha- kind of have a plan to mm. finish what we started with. See, this I record. told you this was a scoop. Yeah, but um, everybody's like in their own like headspace about it you know like uh john and i really feel you're gonna start a worship band you really want to start a worship band? (laughs) oh my god um i could see him you know he i think he could pull off the gospel thing for sure john yeah what the the spanish gospel oh fuck no (laughs) no we we thought about it but like i was saying like to hit the ground running again, you know, do it all over again. That's really daunting and really to tiring. To start from just, scratch. Just to think about yeah. it like that, you know. Oh, but, I was saying it was a young man's game. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever you may think of the guy, I respect a lot of the opinions about doing music and playing music, especially if you want to be in a band that plays shows. I respect the opinion of Dave Grohl. Okay. Yeah. Which he once uh, he once said, I heard him say, if you, I think it was in a, a magazine article or something, and he was saying, if you want to make it, just fucking go play, play as many shows you know as you can fucking get your hands on, just play and play and play and play. Which I think part of that, especially for young someone who's young getting into the game, someone like fresh out of high school like you were, I think that that's totally doable and that is twofold one it helps you yeah if you're good it helps you like build that showmanship it helps you play better shows but the thing is it's it's still a roll of the dice because if you're good and you're playing a fuck ton of shows it all it just it's there's so many variables you know i think that's i think that's uh that's will become evident if you play a bunch of shows and you suck after several shows, you're going to be I like, like, wow, okay, I, I feel like I'm you know, like an I example think- of the opposite of that to where like, you know, I feel like we were practiced a lot and we were writing songs that we liked and, and, you know, that a lot of people liked. Sure. And it was getting through, but I think a lot of where we kind of fucked up or where our whole thing got kind of fucked up was 
the last record that we put out was kind of like mismanaged. Like we played like 80 shows in one summer throughout the whole country. Right. And our record was Were you was like out. hyping the record or did it already come no, out? No, it already came out. That record was out in April, yeah. early May. And this was like June, July, uh, August playing like all these shows. Jeez. 80 but, shows in like a few months? Yeah, but we That's didn't have throughout the whole country and we didn't have we didn't have a physical copy of the record. What? You didn't even have it to sell? No. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah and that really hurt us. A, yeah, no way. Yeah, you can't do a you can't do a tour on did, an album that you yeah. don't even have to sell. You we, know? It was up online and everything, but we didn't have any physical yeah. copies to push. No, yeah, you gotta have a physical um, something because that's how you make money. It shows. We were yeah, we were we were gonna we we were pressing uh, through this label. We were pressing twelve inch vinyls, mm-hmm. and something happened to where like the biggin. They have dude. The record came out in like late April. We didn't get copies till like late October. Wow. So you know that was like. A huge that's stupid. blow. Um, that's that's the label's fault. That's I whoever's mean, producing its fault. I'm still I'm still like tight with the guy that runs label. You know, I was talking to him today. Yeah. Um, about stuff. Did you let him know they fucked up on that one though? I mean, it, I think. I mean, I think it, it, at the end of the day, it, if it hurts us, it hurts him. Sure. So it wasn't like yeah, something. Known it's something that he didn't choose. Yeah, you know this is this was something that was kind of out of his control. Yeah, because you know if he would have if we could have given us the record on time, we would have sold a fuck ton of copies on oh on shit those. yeah, and it would have got it would have got yeah, and it would have gotten like the traction that it needed. And by the time yeah. you know the end of the year came around, came around the the record would have had right its own momentum, but yeah. um, and it would have been better for him. And so that's a goalpost that you're talking about. They didn't make it through. <laughs> No, I mean, because I mean, the record before that that we also had on vinyl, like we had and we toured, and you know, it did pretty well, and that got us to where we were, to where we were playing festivals, we were playing like, yeah, you know, like big bigger online, shows, like stu- online, like uh, studio sessions and shit. Right. But um, yeah, that was kind of like where it all started going downhill. At that point, that was the turning point, and you know. By the time we got the records, it was like yeah, that's a bummer, man. The buzz was gone, you know. Like we had yeah. like, you know, we already had yep. like a rolling out of like songs and singles and all that stuff. And yep. we had like two tours, you know, like all those shows in that yeah. summer. There's so much content online that if it's up online, no one cares. No one cares. But I mean, if you buy it, if you go see the. Band if you went and, and saw you a show it, and you loved it, like, and they're playing all songs off of a brand new record that you can't even get a you'll hold of. You'll buy it and you'll take it home. You'll yeah, like, you would if it you'll was post there. about it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, you'll I talk got this. about it. You'll share yeah. it with friends. You yeah. know, like that sort of thing. That's if it's it, online, people are like, eh, okay, you might listen to it. You know, that's where that's it, as far as it goes. That's where it starts to like pick up. Damn. Yeah. By the time they get home, if they're there's not something in their hand, mm-mm, forget about it. I'm the same way. Yeah. No, I am totally the same way as well. That's just marketing for yeah. for music 101, you know? So, I mean, I always If you're love starting a band out there, if you're listening to this, make sure you have some shit to put in people's hands when you play a show. Play, yeah. play a lot of shows, but fucking make sure that you have some shit, you know? Something to remember you by. Yeah. Something I'm, that when they get, you know, wake up the next day sober, they're not like, what did I do last night? Yeah. They got a fucking... 12 inch vinyl on their fucking counter. Yeah, they'll spin it. They'll post they'll it on like, Instagram. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember this band. God damn! Yeah. Oh. Especially if it's something that's like it's so like glad a nice I bought package. this record. So like we remember put so much time things. into like making sure that it like you know the artwork looked really good and then the the record like the variants looked yeah. really cool. Um, that's a bummer. So yeah, that that was that was a big blow. Yeah. Um, when you starting when you starting out, you know, that's that's something that'll really hurt you. 
Um, yeah. So that was kind of like. Hell, if you're not even starting out, if you're 10 years in and it happens, it's still a blow, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. But you're um, starting out, at least it's a little easier to write off that nobody's fucking paying we attention tried to, to you. We tried know? to. And then, you know, with that kind of like all the momentum that we had online and you yeah. know, playing shows kind of down. Yeah, I remember there was like quite a buzz going on. I was like, damn, these guys are really going. Getting yeah, going like a stuff. lot of online publications were picking us up. But I had stuff. no clue that that had happened to you guys. That sucks. Yeah, but. Um, you know, I, I can't. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, you know, I can't hold anyone accountable, or whatever. But um, but it's been a, like a really good journey and an eye opener. And yeah. I had a lot of fucking fun on tour. And Absolutely, met a, Best met a bunch times. of great people. I, yeah, I, 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 there's friends that I have to this day that I would have met if it wasn't from touring, and a lot of things that I wouldn't have seen if it wasn't from touring. And sure. Seen yeah. the whole U.S. at yeah, this point, just, very much. Yeah, just touring in a beat-up van and like... Yeah. Did y'all ever make it up to Alaska? No. Fuck no. no. Just continental, huh? Yeah, straight up continental. Yeah. Mexico? Canada? No. No? All right. Straight up continental. Yeah, we... The OG U.S. I think, yeah, I think, I, think, <laughs> I think the next step was to branch out, but, you know, the yeah. van was like... Yeah, last legs, obviously. It was it was, it was the last wheel of dice. Every time we went on a big tour, I would like take it to this guy, fucking Marvin. I would take it to this guy that we used to work on our cars, mm-hmm. uh, me and Meb and shit. And uh he would like tune it up and shit. He got yeah. like the AC working and he was like, Oh right, you ready to go. I don't know how you're fucking Don't know how it's still going, but yeah. It's all right. Dude. <laughs> when we first got You were that telling van, me that van that van went toe to toe for six years oh my god dude like i don't even know how i made it through all the shit that he did yeah going through yosemite and like the middle of the night yeah fucking he was with me i, I yeah. tried telling the story yeah, last time me, but yeah so we were we were in reno and um the guys yeah right and uh well nice. nevada yeah and we were in reno playing a show in the band that we were with we're like we're going out to Yosemite because we had a, like LA the next day. Yeah, we had to play LA, and um, we had like a day off between Reno and LA. They were going to Yosemite to hang out there during the day, and it's like a four and a half hour drive from Reno. Uh, they were all like, "Yeah, let's fucking go!" And I was like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna suck." Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Every, yeah, everybody's hyped to go, and then once you start driving, they're all asleep. Yeah, exactly. And, and you I was, I was the night, I was the night guy. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to be driving through the fucking middle of nowhere to go to fucking Yosemite. I just, yeah. I already f- foresaw the whole thing. Yeah. I, I could foresee the fucking, the mountain roads and whatever. So we get in the van, we start driving, and uh, the, the GPS takes you through like, well, I mean, the only way to get to Yosemite from Reno is through go, to go through like these super small towns and go through like old ass highways that go out yeah. there. there there aren't any interstates to go through there you know old old fucking state roads and like u.s highways right um and it was me and him me and mib sitting up front and the guys were all asleep in the back and i'm driving through the mountains like super steep hills inclines and fucking going up and down these mountains and uh there's there's like a light drizzle and it was like raining a little bit right there's there's some rain I'm going through these fucking steep hills and I'm throwing the van like in like lower gears to get a little more torque, you know? Yeah. 
you got to do that, uh, especially going downhill, so you don't so you don't fly off the mountain. Fly off the mountain, yeah. Yeah, but I was doing it uphill to get a little more torque because you yeah. know if you throw in a, a lot of weight, if you throw in an overdrive, you're bunch just, of dudes you're, in gear. Yeah, you're gonna get stuck in third gear, and the van's just gonna be revving like a little higher, it's gonna be like Murr, and like yeah. working a little harder. But you throw it in second, and it just stays in like the lower RPMs, and then just you kind of coast a little slower. You you probably want like 35 miles an hour, right? So I'm doing that, and uh, all this while I can't see like past like maybe sixty feet in front of me. Yeah, and like I just see like these, I just see like darkness to like my left where the cliff is. Right, and I see like some clouds and maybe a little bit of light from you like know the moon or from, something. No, there wasn't a moon, but it was like barely any light pollution, so you can see stars through the break of the clouds. Oh right, yeah. So it was a little like lighter, but then you look down to the drop just straight black just the the, <laughs> the abyss the the darkest black yeah and i'm like oh fuck so i'm like driving and it's rainy and i'm like in this old van our windshield wipers weren't that great and there's just these semis just like whizzing by me like flying down these mountains and it's just me and mib like bullshitting there's like barely any cell phone reception by the time we got like to the middle of nowhere their cell phone reception had cut out you remember that we're flying down and we finally like maybe four hours later we get to where we think we're there but we're not really sure because the gps wasn't like working and i like we had a pee really fucking bad you remember that we had a pee really fucking bad and i like pull over to like what looked like a log cabin and i pull in and you and i get out and take a piss we're having a cigarette real quick and then there's a break in the clouds. There's like a nice break in the clouds. And we look and there's like a fuck ton of stars. This is like 13,000 feet up in elevation. Jeez. It was like crazy fucking high elevation. Yeah. So, and it was like early September and it was like really, really cold. And um, so I pull into this log cabin and I'm like, fuck, like I can't, we can't keep driving. Like, I don't know where I am. And so was it like somebody's house or was it just, no, just like I like went around this bend and I saw cars parked at this cabin and I was uh, like, I'm just going to pull in here. There's, this is like a bed and breakfast or something. I'm just going to pull in here and then like we'll wake up and, you know, assess the situation once the sun's up. Or you're already there essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we were literally like a turn away from the entrance of the park. Yeah, and I didn't know about it because the GPS yeah, was a good place to stop. Yeah, and just the G- chill it was and- perfect. The GPS was taking us to the center of the park. Oh, nice! So we still had like another forty-five <laughs> minutes. Oh, wow! And um, from what I could tell, from like the turn by turn, yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, we still got like another twenty miles." Like, it doesn't sound right. And um, so I pull in, Mib and I get out. We're smoking a cigarette, taking a piss. Everybody's asleep in the van. It's like super fucking cold. Yeah. And it stopped raining. And then there was a break in the clouds. And I, and I look up while I'm peeing. And I see like the fucking spiral of the Milky Way. And nice. like all this. Yeah, like that just, big band up there. Yeah, just, just, the, just, the, just the most stars you could ever see. And I nudge him. I'm like, dude. And I point up. And we're like staring up at the sky. And it was like amazing. We're staring up at the sky for like a good like five, ten minutes. Nice. And uh, we get back in the van. And then we like try to sleep. I was like sleeping in the, the driver's seat trying to recline a little bit with like fully clothed with like a jacket and a sweater on and like a sleeping bag. And I was still cold. Oh yeah. And we woke up like a couple hours later and it was like the craziest shit that you could ever imagine. Land before time. Just full of green, just these rolling hills with like these giant trees, clouds, like 
rolling off the mountaintop, sitting on a lake and like the sun just beaming. It was fucking amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And we like drove a little bit into the park. They went hiking for a while and I was like, I was done. I was super tired because I took like the whole drive to the dome and I was yeah. like, I need to get some sleep. So I walked around a little bit and like, you know, hung out and like sat next to a creek and like threw, skipped a couple rocks and you know, farted under a tree. And then I was like, I like hung out with a couple, like there's like a family of deer across the Creek. And I was like hanging out, like watching them. And yeah. then I went back into the van and like, I passed out for like four or five hours and they were out for forever. Like hiking, yeah. they hiked like 10 miles. Jeez. They came back and they were like, all right, let's go. Let's get going. But the, but leaving the park was also like an adventure. Cause that park is huge. Yeah. It's it takes you like an hour to leave that park. Yeah. And on like these super winding roads and John was driving and uh, I remember there was a bit of traffic and he goes around this bend, like going downhill and like a couple cars in front of him stop suddenly. Ugh. So it kind of like creates this like chain reaction. And then he stops in front of the car that was in front of us. Then I would like started smelling the brakes mm. and I was like, Oh shit, pull over real quick. And the brakes had gotten like a little hot. Yeah. Then we like made it to LA and got the van checked out and stuff, but it made it through the whole thing, dude. Wow. I have no idea how we didn't die. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It was me, Mib, Matt, John, Colin. There was five of us mm-hmm. in this van, packed full of gear and luggage, going up and down these mountains. Just crazy. That's insane. In like an old ass fucking beat up <laughs> 1998 Ford E350. Yeah. That just. Dude, yeah. I would, I would just made it. I would just drop a gear and go not up even these a hills. diesel. No, not even diesel. Yeah. Just like a V8, like a regular fucking gas V8. And I mean, if like, you had a seven three power stroke in there, diesel motor. Oh, that would have been. You wouldn't have to worry about a single. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I would, I would throw, I would drop a gear in it. You could just hear the engines go. It would like knock for some reason, and. um it wasn't anything serious, but like when you drop in lower gear, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit more torque to the wheel. Right. So it was just like straight power, a lot more power through, through the transmission. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. It was, I mean, it made it through that. It made it through going to like Manhattan on a Friday night. Wow. You know, fucking driving through the desert in Nevada. Like, yeah. Rest in peace. Went to fucking North Dakota. Did you name it? Yeah. What was the name? It's called the Bubby Two. Bubby Two. Who? Yeah. What was the Bubby One? Bubby One was uh, Matt, the drummer, or not uh, Matt, John, our drummer, and uh, and Eddie, our bassist. After Matt, um, they had this band called With My Bare Hands, mm-hmm. and they had this van, this like old Dodge, um, that was called Bubby the Whale from the show called Flapjacks on Cartoon Network way back in the day. All right, and we named it Bubby the Bub, Bubby Two. Bubby Two. Yeah. Nice. So rest in peace, Bubby too. Yeah, it's, it's done so, dude. Yeah. You were telling me it's up in Georgia somewhere or something like that. It's still there. I, had this huge I mean, as yeah. far as we know, it could be anywhere by now. Oh, yeah. No, we left it there. It was, dude, we paid like. We, Craigslist. We paid like. Uh, no title. Yeah. We paid like 2350 No, they junked it. They had it. Bubs too. Search. Um. <laughs> They they probably junked it. We we left it there, and you know it had like a fuck ton of miles, and yeah, hood came we off, got our money's smashed worth. the window. We got our money's worth. Water pouring out. Well, the windshield was smashed. They popped the lock to get in the van. 
when we got broken into. Yeah, locks were busted. It's just yeah, yeah. Dude. but hey, it made it. It made it. You yeah, know? it almost made it. I think that's that was like the last nail, wasn't it? It was like yeah. fucking Bubs is done. We got to call it quits. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what it was. Yeah. Like by the end of it, we we're like, all right, well, if Bubs is was done. that the tour that you didn't have the album on? No, no, no. The, this yeah. was like a couple years before that. Oh, okay, yeah. After that, after the, the, those two tours that we didn't have the album, we kind of like chilled out a little bit. Yeah, try to write, but then we're like, it just became like, a, like harder and harder. To right. Try to keep the momentum. Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, you think you said you think you might you you might do something else with these yeah. guys, you know? At least because yeah, yeah, if I you mean, have other material, I mean, granted, you wrote it as Henrietta, but I mean. Like you said, like we were talking about, it's not done yet. It's not published, so you can tweak it. You can do whatever with it. Yeah, no, it's um, you can scrap I mean, whatever you don't I can, want. I can, only, or, I can only speak for myself, but you know, the guys have their own thing. They have their own lives going on, and right, you know, it, this has affected them and 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 their own way. And you know, it's a thing of like, if we decide, it has to be something that they also decide, which is, you know. Touring for a while and touring DIY, especially for a while, like really takes its toll on you. Yeah. You know, there's only so many oh, basement yeah. shows and fucking yep. dud shows that you can play <laughs> to. You're like, oh, what the fuck? You know, the yep. thing is that we always we always came home with money. We always came up like. Sure. You know, at a, at, at a couple of tours, we came up, you know, two grand. Yeah. You know, that well, we that's put, the band. What about. That uh, we put back in. And no, I we, asked you this question before. When y'all went out on tour, I assume that y'all had like regular day jobs. During yeah. the, during the time you were no, we would pay for all our own food and like yeah. lodging. Yeah, so the but band the band wouldn't the cover gas, all your expenses. The gas it and would the cover merch. the tour. It would cover the cost of touring. Yeah, the gas and the not merch. your food, not your lodging. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. At a few points, we were like, oh, we're up a little bit. Let's buy ourselves some get a pizza hotel off, or, and get a hotel yeah. like, off the band. But yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, Vegas, Vegas baby. Was, Vegas was crazy. Let's get us a hotel, a pizza, a hooker. One for all of us. You just split a hooker. Yeah, he was he was with us. <laughs> Everybody the first chip time. in. It's coming out of your food money. He was he was with us the first time we went to Vegas. <laughs> that was pretty fun. We got like a hotel room for like twenty bucks. Nice at the, on the old strip and yeah yeah. I was just like yeah. You want cheap hotels? Vegas. That's the way to go. Or not even Vegas. Fucking Nevada. Actually, really nice. It was a nice hotel. Eh, it's, yeah. I can smell the cum. <laughs> Walking in. Yeah, you know it's on everything. It's like a fucking cum and coke. Yeah. CNC, like, baby. Hit the curtains and just like this dust flies out of it. It's not It's not regular dust. It looked coke. a little posh. It had like a theme to it, like this like tropical theme. But oh, like a Jimmy Buffett type of theme? Something like that. So, okay. I was trying to think of um, what else that I wanted to ask you. I should have had it written down. You know, here's should've. a tip. Write some questions down. Yeah, I'm ready for another drink and a, a little sweet, if you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can get into that. We may make him mib, sit around and wait. Yeah, We're making yeah. him work for it today. So, okay. oh, okay. Yeah, come out to the show, you know. But yeah, listen. come out to the show. Okay, so where can they find uh, Henrietta Music on the webs? Oh, anywhere. Um, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Google Play. Nice. Yeah. Um, Are all the albums up there, or is it just like one or two? 
the the two the release on a label are both up there pretty nice. sure and then there's some other like b-sides and stuff up there yeah. do you have like a shitload of merch left over i know we did and i've been like giving away you t-shirts you get a little bit wash my car with them and shit yeah we're just, <laughs> we're trying to get rid of them at the show they're they're gonna be like super cheap like five bucks for everything hell yeah that is another reason to come to the show flip the script get a beer fucking see a great show get cheap ass merch on clearance yeah, Buy merch like it's going out of style because it technically when we, dude, is. When we announced <laughs> when we announced they were breaking up, people started ordering online. Oh. I was like, "Fuck!" I've been updated this online store in forever, and they were ordering See, like sizes just... they didn't have anymore. <laughs> I was like emailing people like, "Hey, uh, would like, you take an extra large instead yeah. of an extra small?" <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're, everybody was super sweet about it. Yeah, it's just like uh, not you're not really quitting. You're just this is all hype just to sell. It's like the yeah, going right. out of business sale banners yeah, at the furniture much. store. Pretty and much, then like dude. they're still there, sale, you know, dude. five years later. No, yeah. This is yeah. it. I mean, this would be the way to do it. If you want to rebound from that from that tour where you didn't have anything, just create a hype where it's This is it, man. You gotta buy it. This is the last deal. This no, is but it. this is this is for real. Fuck, there was one question that I thought of in there that was that I really wanted to ask you. Okay, so you've been you've gone through the whole deal starting from high school, yeah. essentially. Now you're grown ass man, GAM, grown ass, those red curly ass hairs. What do you think that if you if you started something else at this point, you know, going into we were saying going into it in high school, you know, you've got thoughts of making it big, yeah. right? But at this point, if you were going to go into something else, how do you? What think, would it be? Do you think you would approach it differently to yeah. try and get to a different goal? Yeah, for sure. Or would it be the same goal? Do you think you still want to make it no, big? No, that because I mean you lost that time, right? You know what I'm saying? And you have so much more experience. So now it's like if I were to try something else, it would be like yeah, it would be nice to make money off touring and make money just on my music. But it, I think at this point it'd be like like let me try yeah something new, a new style. Yeah, you know, just try to like that's do something on my own. That's something that um, I, you know, I've struggled with. I know a lot of people struggle with, especially creatively, is something like that where you put, say, a ton of eggs in one basket. Maybe not all of them, but a ton of them. Yeah. And the basket goes nowhere. The next time, you know, you or or you don't think about doing it again because it's so much to put all your eggs in one basket or something like that. But I've heard it said of show business, and maybe you can tell me if you think this is true as well, is that in in any kind of show business or creative type of thing, if you want to continue to do it over your life, you got to do the thing that gets you to the thing that gets you to the thing. Yeah. You know like you like like, like I was that's kind of what I was getting at with you approach it different than you did in high school where you're thinking of thoughts of making it big. Now, do you think you would approach it more with um, like doing something that could get you to something else, you know, that Probably. could just keep it going, yeah. like keep it making money, but not trying to like fucking I think this time be would, on MTV would, or some shit. I would do it just more for myself. Yeah. You know, just a more selfish approach. Like, I want to do this because I want to do it. Yeah. And instead of like, I want to do this to try to make it to some sort of right. you know, stage or some sort of goal, I would just do it for me. I'd probably focus on like more on like solo stuff, just like yeah. on myself. 
um, instead of trying to like depend on other people or whatever. Yeah. Would you but, like uh, to tour again? In the right circumstance, yeah. Sure. Because touring DIY, like Sucks. out of my own volition, yeah. No. Yeah. That's too much work. I've already did I've already done that. Right. You know, and and John who who booked all the tours we ever went on pretty much. Yeah. Besides like maybe one or two. Um feels the exact same way cuz it's a lot of stress, it's a lot of like oh, yeah. contacting, getting declined and yep. contacting and being like, "Hey, yep. can we play your town?" You know, like, "Hey, can we play with your band?" My old band had kind of actually gotten to the point where we were trying to con we instead of going after the individual venues, we were going after like booking agents. We always contacted bands, and they would set it up for us. Yeah. See, we were trying. We were starting to try and go towards booking agents. At the end of know? at the end of the, the whole because thing, we did the again. Same. We don't. You know, it's fucking pulling your hair out. I mean, the fun part is you know pulling out the map, mapping out a route, or like saying we could hit yeah, these towns and try and do that sort of thing. That's always fun. But <clears throat> the thing about it is, is that once you actually get to that. Point it's like of a booking. Puzzle. It's a fucking mad, madhouse because you're emailing every venue in like 40 different towns just to try and get somebody who'll. What's going on? This chick's going to sleep, dude. Oh. Take your top. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you for um, at least rambling on with me for a while about this. I know for that. For sure, yeah. Hopefully, I'll have this out uh, in the next couple of days. I'm hoping to get it out before Friday, just so that you know yeah. I'm already hyping it. On I have it on the last show, yeah, Friday. Um, this next show that I'm Will's probably going to finish editing tonight and and release uh, maybe tomorrow. That uh, I'm hyping it again. So hopefully, we can get this out to hype up that. Um, but if nothing else, you know, yeah, let me know. And I'll post this it. is at least a uh, an inside window that anybody that loves you guys like um like i do would want to want to hear want to hear jordan will be happy he's he loves podcasts yeah he texted me he's like he, he podcasts like he listens to podcasts like like a motherfucker yeah he's like let's start a band i was like move to florida he's <laughs> like move to new york i'm like fuck no i'm not fuck moving to new york no as some guy i was like he's like yo my fiance's brother is in one direction and he loves your shit like, uh, <laughs> he wants to know why you guys are breaking up. Who said this? This guy that I know, he lives in like Boulder. What? Yeah, he's a friend it's of a friend or something. brothers in One Direction. Fiance's huh? brothers in One Direction. He's the original guitarist in One Direction. Wow. Tell him to hook, tell him to hook it up. Tell and him the, to talk to funny, his woman and the funny get, thing it, is, get it going. The funny thing is. You want, you want me to try and do it? You're suggesting a course of action? Hey, you could set that up. You're closer than I am. And then just uh, no, let me he know knows, when you he get knows, it. Done. He knows the guy. It's his fucking brother-in-law, pretty much. He knows the guy. Yeah. And he was telling. He's like, yeah. He 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 owns a he owns a brewery with the guy from Fear Before the March of Flames. It's like big band from yeah back in the early two thousands. Yeah, I remember. And that. they're just trying to start a band. And like, sh- should I say that you're interested? And I was like, sure, whatever. But I'm not mo- I, moving to Boulder. I, yeah. Uh, I mean that. That wouldn't be a bad move, fucking mountains, dude. I mean, yeah, okay, I get it, but I'm Something not gonna to move look out at. there. I'm not gonna move out there on a whim of some sort of project from these two cars oh, no. famous people. Hey, the internet exists, you know, for a reason. Just fucking send some shit That's back what and I forth. Said. If exactly it even works at all, I was like, I was like, if they want to start a band, it has, send me something. As like national touring act prospects, yeah, send me the shit. I'll sing. I've their studios here that I can because there's some money to be made. 
hopping on and playing with bands for I sure. Told you, I was like, I'll write all lyrics, I'll write, you know, harmonies and melodies. Yeah. Send it over, I'll do it. Whatever. And if they want to tour or if they want me to record out there, I'll be what, a ghostwriter. Yeah. What the budget just, is. Uh, roll if you guys want to play for a flight, they want to pay for a flight, fuck yeah, I'll go out there yeah. for, you know, a week or two and record a record with the fucking guy from yeah. One Direction. I'm the fucking no, talent not, not One here. Direction. Did I say One Direction? Yeah, you said One Direction. No, You've been I'm talking at, One Direction this whole time. I'm at One Republic. Oh, okay. Man. Very different uh, things. This has gone yeah. from like, I was thinking you're going to be famous in Korea in five years. <laughs> now I'm thinking you're going to be... No, uh, One Republic. Okay. Too right. late to apologize. Yeah, I know. That band. Yeah. Too late, too late. Yeah. Tell me that the lead singer for that band fucking has his own touring bus. Just the singer. So, yeah, essentially a band that wrote a song uh, that's like, the epitome of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. You're going to try and join up with those guys. <laughs> um, oh, Hey, yeah. Come the guitars. To, yeah. I don't know, but all right. Well, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. And, uh, join us next time. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing going on. Absolutely baby. nothing going on, baby. Yeah. All right. Pre-show interview. Jitters, what's going on? I'm here with Manny. All party, baby. No jitters. All party, no jitters. All huh? party, no jitters. All right. I'm you, ready to do it. Do you care if I like uh, ask people to submit to a short two-question uh, interview? No, do it. You're going to get some interesting shit. Nice. All right. That's what I'm hoping for. Do it. Go for it. All right. I want to hear what people say. Okay. What, you, are you ask? what are the questions? Uh, the first question is, what is your name? Uh, Manny. And now that it's all over, what do you want to say to Henrietta? <laughs> um, should have tried harder. Nice one. All right. So, okay, here on the street, more folks. What is your name? Uh, James. That's the first question. Second question is, now that it's all over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? Uh, so long, and thanks for all the songs. I mean, I love their music. They're I mean, they're all really talented in their own right, but when you bring them together, the way Manny uses the open tuning of the guitar and uh, John, left-handed drummer, so uh, kind of an oddball, and I think that's what makes that combination special. And um, I just like their music. They're good dudes. Manny's got a great voice, and uh, I hope they continue to, to, to write songs and, and put music out. Tight. Thanks, man. What's your name? First question. My name is Ashley McKibben. And now that it's all over, Ashley, what would you like to say to Henrietta? I would like to say that Henrietta had a really great run for the amount of time they played music. But even given that fact, I'm sad that it's all over. Me too. Yeah. All right, cool. Get out. What's that? They rocked it out. Yeah, totally. Right on. Thank you. Did You're you have anything else? No. All right. Really. Cool. I'm really happy that, uh, that they did what they were passionate about for so long, and now they're going to be off on other endeavors, and I'm really excited to hear what comes out of those endeavors. Perfect. Thank you. I have two question interview, but there's two of you, so it's going to be four questions. All right, so you ready for this? Uh, yes, everyone gets the same questions, okay? 
You want him to go first? Okay, here we go. So what's your name? Chris. And and now that it's all over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? Bye. Bye. Just bye. Just bye. I've been there since... Like, bye, Felicia? Yeah, I've been there since day one, so... True story. True story. I, I have as well. Or just good night. <laughs> Goodbye and good night. All right, cool. So, all right. No, that was two questions. Yeah, all right. So, you get the same two questions. What's your name? Erica Long. And now that it's all over, Erica, what would you like to say to Henrietta? Go get them, tigers. <laughs> nice. Anything else you'd like to add? Either one of you? Next time you stay at our house, you're always welcome. I don't know. You're always welcome. Tight. You're always welcome. Henrietta, last show, Will's Pub, 420. 420. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's on. There we go. Two quick questions. First of all, what's your name? Mibzar Erdineta. And Mibzar, now that it's all over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? Uh, I love you, Henrietta. I'm sad to see you go. And I'm ready for this 420 show. <laughs> so. This is just a, a very quick little thing here. First of all, two questions. It's just two questions. Can you make it through two questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, first of all, what's your name? Bert. Bert, now that it's all over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? God fucking damn it. <laughs> that is it, man. I, I, I don't want it to end. I know, me either, but, you know, all good things. Yeah. Thank you. If anything, thank you. Cool. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Just after the Henrietta show, what is your name, sir? Bryce Brimhall. Bryce, that was the first question. Second question, Bryce, now that it's all over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? I fucking love you, Henrietta, and I'm going to miss you more than anything. You're my favorite local band of all time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bryce. Still table side. What's your name, brother? Evan Colson. And now that it's over, what would you like to say to Henrietta? You guys made me, you guys showed me what it means to play music to yourself, if that makes sense. It's like. That totally makes sense. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> I mean, to me, but. To you. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've struggled with like my musical career in my past where it's like I get stuck in the moment a lot. And it's like, tonight you show me what it means to write music for you. Hell yeah. It's like, admit, but uh, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. For real. It means a lot when a musician can write a song and can still make you emotional like six years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if I have any advice for any musicians, period, it's like, follow what they do and it's like, write music for you and don't stop writing music for you because that's all that matters. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. table two questions for you yeah. first up what's your name my name is mark mark yep. mark now that it's all over i know that you're you just said you're a recent fan 
but what do you what would you like to say to Henrietta? Uh, Henrietta, you're an awesome band. Uh, I love your music, and uh, I hate to see you going. Amen, man. Amen. Anything else, Ed? Yeah, keep rocking, man. Uh, and if you come back, I'll be at your shows. Hell yeah. First question, what's your name? Paul Hundeby. <laughs> All right, Paul. Now that it's over, after 10 years, what would you like to say to Henrietta? What would I like to say to Henrietta? Um, thank you for all the drive that you guys had. I believe that most of the local bands around here, even if they haven't heard of you guys, they could at least learn a lot from like the work ethic that you put into your music. I think creative process is very important nowadays since everything could be presetted. So I think the fact that they can uh, pick up an acoustic guitar and probably write an album from it spaghetti. is, is uh, very spaghetti of them to do. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's been an honor producing them and uh, it's honestly been a home run it's, it's basically I feel like I, I'm a, I'm a T-Bat all-star when I come up because they just put the fucking ball on a, on a T-Bat for me and I just hit it you know every single time they're very smart dudes and uh, this is clearly not the last of their artistic projects that we're probably gonna no doubt yeah. thank you very much man Well, there you have it. That's the uh, that's our show for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Henrietta. Thank you to Will's Pub. I hope your life is a little more complete. I'm sorry once again that it took so long to get this episode out, but as you can tell, I've spent several hours on this show trying to make it as good as possible so that you guys get kind of a, a, a Henrietta experience. I was fortunate enough to be there from day one, seen uh, many shows, and um, heard a lot of their music, and, and I really love it, and I hope you do too. Um, and if you don't, then why are you still listening to this? <laughs> oh, Thank you, guys. Uh, once again, like, comment, subscribe, review. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I can't press that enough because I am so terrible at getting shows out, on, obviously, on any sort of normal timetable. Uh, just write me. Tell me when you'd like to get podcasts, and I'll see if that fits into my schedule, and I can do it. if I can do it for you, then I will. But uh, let me know what uh, when you all like to get your, your fresh podcasts, uh, what time of day, what day. Uh, what week, what month. <laughs> I don't know who stocks up on uh, podcasts for an entire month, but I'm rambling. Absolutely nothing going on. Uh, I'm sorry. A-N-G-O podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Richard Ometry on Instagram. Richard Ogfrey on Twitter. Uh, you can check out Henrietta. They're on Bandcamp. They're on Spotify. They're on Google Play. They're uh, anywhere you want to be. Just look it up. 
Uh, I'll try and put a description in the, in the uh, I'm sorry, a link in the description of this episode. But uh, just before we go, I didn't get to do my interview. So my name is Rich, aka Borlord. And what would I like to say to Henrietta? Thank you guys. Uh, you guys suck. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, and yeah, I've just been blown away. You've done better with less than other people have with a whole lot more, which just goes to show that, uh, you guys are super talented and, uh, yeah. So everybody else said it We're this isn't the last of these guys and their creative endeavors. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, don't hang up on this episode before you hear this last song. This is one of my all-time favorite songs of theirs. Super fitting. Um, Really means a lot to me. This song is called Give Up Kid. (laughs) Uh, And it's on their release, The Trick Is Not Minding. So go check out that album as well. Uh, Here's a song off of it. And uh, we'll see you next time on Absolutely Nothing Going On. Wake up, you've been sleeping for so long that your arms are nicely count. Get up, your eyes look so tired, and you skip to shower. Receive some time, but now you'll try. It's so-